bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer there, my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits what a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid and straight to the point. This is the best radio show in the state of Wisconsin. Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. 833-212-1017 is the number. When did we get to the place that people can't disagree? When, when, when did we get to the place where if you disagree with somebody, then you're wrong? Like you, you have to... Cosign everything everybody says and does. I'm in an article in, oh, okay, let me double check. Oh, I got my phone right here in front of me. So I was in an article and it was an interesting article because it was a it was an article about a conversation that I had with a friend of mine who Tom Jens, who's who's a um community no he's a community journal reporter and he wrote a article about understanding cultural differences. Well, let's just say he wrote it for the Community Journal. And in it, he interviewed me as it relates to him saying, I'm black, I'm, I'm white, he's black, or I guess I say, I'm black, he's white. In a conversation over coffee, we talked about the option of being right or white for black Americans. And so if you if you read the article it was it was interesting um it was okay i mean 
I enjoyed it. Um, he's one of the few journalists that I know that when I have a conversation with him and he writes the article, it's pretty much 100% accurate. So I want to say, first of all, thanks to Tom Jens. But then that got me thinking. And that got me looking. And one of my favorite places, even though it, it, it leans, I have issues with publications that lean right and lean left. I think journalism should be in the middle, but be that as it may. News One has an article about According to a Pew Research survey, black Americans are fed up with the way they're unfairly covered in the news. The new study published this past February 13th found 63% of black adults feel frustrated with the way the black community is covered in the news and in the media. They believe they see or hear more negative stories associated with black people compared to other racial and ethnic groups. Approximately 8 in 10 say that at least sometimes they sometimes hear and see news coverage that is racially or racially insensitive, racist or racially insensitive about black people, including 39% who see such coverage extremely or fairly often. A few respondents, 14% to be exact, stated that they were hopeful black Americans would be covered fairly in the future. So here's my deal. Here's my deal. I think there's error on both sides. I think in some instances, black people are fairly sensitive when they see and hear things, when in fact, it's not really meant that way. It, it just is what it is. So if somebody complains about a shooting of a three or four year old in Milwaukee yesterday, and you don't like how it's, how it's reported, well, then do what you need to do in order to help people not to have three and four year olds shot and killed. Like, that's it. You can't complain, gun, gun. See, the, the issue with it is they blame actions. We blame guns. All the, It just goes back and forth. And then it becomes a political issue. Well, the article goes on to say, from mainstream media outlets to independent publications, a portrayal of black individuals and communities have often come under scrutiny. Many within the black community have expressed frustration over what they perceive as bias or inadequate coverage. Pew Research survey in 2023 found that 43% of black people felt as though the media was pushing out problematic stories that perpetuate harmful stereotypes about the community. And I agree with that. Around half of those surveyed said important issues facing black people are overlooked or sensationalized. And one common concern is the disproportionate focus on Negative narratives, crime, poverty, violence, which can contribute to harmful stereotypes and distort perceptions of black people. How can it be improved? It's only one way you can improve it. It's only one way. Own the media outlet, period. Now, what that means is that you have to still do balanced news. You can't go in and then only put out positive black stuff. 73% of the respondents in the survey said it was crucial for journalists to understand the history of black people when covering stories in the community. 76% of black adults emphasized the importance of journalists and reporters covering all facets of an issue, 
within the community being careful not to overlook critical issues or nuances. Around 59% said it's imperative for journalists to go out and connect with black people and to advocate for fair coverage. But when they do, we turn them away. When the black one shows up, they're not black enough. When the white one shows up, they're not black enough. When the Hispanic one shows up, they don't care enough. So, around 6% of reporting journalists identify as black, a figure significantly lower than the black representation in overall workforce, which is 11%. Among adults nationwide, it's 12%. They call it a discrepancy, but I don't call it a discrepancy. If you're not going into journalism, you're not there. So we can't just keep ginning up people to be journalists when they don't really want to be journalists, but we steer them there to overcome a disparity. The only time there seems to be a disparity is when we are compared to white people. Which then keeps bringing me back to the Tom Jen's article. White is right? I say no. I say no. And this Pew study confirms it. Look into the nuances of differences. We used to be a country where people actually embraced the fact that they were different. And now we want everybody to be the same, believe the same, vote the same, talk the same, walk the same, dress the same. And we continue to look at people as if something's wrong with them because they don't agree with me. And that's an issue. We've got a few more months left. Months left. That's what I get for eating sweet tarts before I went on the radio. And we're going to be voting four times this year. And if we don't get it together, we don't have to worry about it. 6% of black news directors hold pivotal leadership roles. And that's getting smaller. When you look at the media without a slant, but it varies across show to show by generation, politics, income, all sorts of things, you only find that right here at The Truth. So next time you want to get some information, we're here. We'll give it to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. But for some reason... I think you already knew that. But if you continue to watch those other media outlets that don't give a care about you, well, that's nothing new. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. Hey, I want to remind you, tune in to the award-winning 1017 The Truth, Black 
history. Always special tomorrow night at 6 o'clock as we celebrate black history, culture, and our influence across the state of Wisconsin. So in this show, you'll hear in-depth interviews with Brewers Associate Manager Ricky Weeks, as well as Marquette Head men's basketball coach Shaka Smart. Tori Lowe also narrates an audio essay titled Playing Quarterback While Black, featuring Jeremy White, son of Packers legend, the late Reggie White. Again, that's Black History Always, tomorrow, 6 o'clock p.m. on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Of course, the Truth Celebration of Black History Month is sponsored by Tayback Law, Educators Credit Union, Freighter, and the Medical College of Wisconsin, and American Family Insurance. All right, I can dance now. Wow, she ain't even going to let me sing. She's going to fade it out to nothing. 833-212-1017 is the number. Everybody say, okay, that's time. Okay, you can stop singing now. Okay, hush. Okay. All right. All right, I got a dumb question. It's a dumb black question because we're Milwaukee Black Talk. So was it on here that somebody said that they were in driving for Uber or Lyft or one of those ride share and – they were listening to the truth and the person reported them that they were listening to a racist radio station and they got temporarily uh, blocked from driving until they figured out what it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can believe that. Was it true? Was it not? So here's my question to you. Now, um, it seemed like it's Friday, but it's not. Right. Folklore. Our community is full of folklore. You, you, you have to at least admit that. So we've heard people dying. We've heard all sorts of stories about folk disappearing and all that stuff and people dying and right. But it seems like when people are killed, you know, Tupac, um, others, there, there seems to be this conspiracy thing that happens because we don't know really, you know, what exactly happened. So there are a million conspiracies around stuff like Martin Luther King, um, John F. Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, Right. So we know King was shot and killed April 4th, 1968, in the balcony of the Lorraine Motel, Memphis, Tennessee. He was there for the uh, strike by the sanitation workers. But over time, James Earl Jones confessed to killing, sentenced to 99 years in prison, recanted, claiming he was coerced to, to confessing, and, and then all the stuff started. So... James Earl Ray tried to escape jail in 1977. He still claims he still didn't kill King. Um, But one of the theories is like the CIA killed him. There's a guy in the bushes who shot him. They think James Earl Ray was scapegoated. Right? Organized crime, gangs, every, like everybody known to man under the sun, including the Freemasons, Killed 
MLK. Somebody came from Cuba. Somebody came from Africa. Everywhere. So my question to you is, what what are what are some conspiracy theories that you hold on to to this date? Like what 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 conspiracy do you like? I believe that, and to other people, it might not quite sound logical. Or, for instance, do you believe that there are unidentified aerial phenomenon, a UAF? Do you believe that there? Unidentified flying objects, UFO. Do you believe that there's life on other planets? Or do you believe that we're the only ones like in everywhere? It's just us. 833-212-1017. It sounds weird, but I even had a short conversation with, with some of my teammates today, and they were like, I don't believe in UFOs. I said, but you know the federal government came out with literal proof in a book and declassified the information that showed they that this earth has been visited by unidentified aerial phenomenon that they could not figure out what it was. Like they admit that, but then the rest of the other stuff is classified, but they actually released it. And somebody wrote a book about it and put all the information in the book. But I guess that's what people say, right? You want to hide something from somebody put in a book <laughs> You want people to come to your event? Give away free food. So in that instance, I guess it worked. Now, if I wanted to tell them about unidentified aerial phenomenon and have them show up, I should have just offered free food instead of a free book. Okay. So, but think about that. What are, what are some of the conspiracies that you've heard or theories in black um, life that you've heard? Do you remember Candyman? Anybody? You vaguely from the movie, but but there was a there was a there was a there's a Candyman thing that you know you didn't look in the mirror and you didn't say this and you did that right. I had heard that as a kid, and then the movie came out and I went, huh? Wow, they made a movie about it. So I'm waiting on the Slenderman movie to come out myself. Yeah, good luck with that. But but think about that. What conspiracies have you heard growing up? Malcolm X. And there was a guy recently who they believe killed Malcolm X before they could prove it. He died. Shocking. So I just find it interesting, you know. That we have our own levels and beliefs of what's going on in society, in the world. And we don't really think about it, you know. We just go, oh, okay, I heard it, and that's it. But but think about that. Aren't there some things in life that make you wonder? Why did it happen? How did it happen? Like, we have no idea who killed Martin Luther King. We know who got convicted, who said they confessed, but do we really know? Fred Hampton and Mark Clark. Like, there are, there are myriad 
things that happened back in the day that have that haven't quite made it into the history books that a lot of black people don't know. A lot of younger black people have no idea some of the things that happened around the 1968 convention in Chicago. The police kicking in doors and shooting up people who weren't shooting at them. How the Black Panthers and Huey Newton, you know, all those things that happened historically and the remnants are still around today. But nobody knows because we don't teach black history. We don't we don't show people these are some of the things that happen. All we know is everything is fine and dandy today and we all get along sing Kumbaya. And I reject that. I think there's some things we need to know about our history that needs to be taught in school. But again, if it's white, it's right. So this is the history we teach. And we'll talk about slavery or we'll talk about Jim Crow or we'll talk about, but that's it. All we'll do is talk about it. We won't explain it. We won't show how they're remnants of it today, how over and over and over and over whites have made money and families have made millions off the backs of slaves. And the only thing they count now is, well, we don't have any slaves now, so we're okay. No, you're not okay. You have two, three, four generations that have gone to college for free built houses for free, lived a luxury life for free with money off the backs of slaves. And that needs to be reconciled. But nobody wants to reconcile. Well, I don't have slaves today. Yeah, but all the money you have came from that. And nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. And nobody wants to pay for it. But yet we sit here and all you do is point fingers and complain that black people are lazy and don't do anything and don't want anything. When society has set in motion the ability for you not to get it at every single time we were able to get it, somehow it got burned down. Somehow somebody got killed. Somehow the entire town disappeared because of jealousy. And I just think it's high time we either get it back or shut down, build our own for just us. Don't touch that dial. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Yep, we need to do that. Is Danielle, did she just walk away? She just, no, nobody loves me no more. 
We need to do that. We need to do that. We need to do that. I'm I'm just trying to make Truth Nation, you know. We need to we we need we it's some stuff we need. So I was looking up because I heard Versity. And I was looking and I was looking, they said the RO subtype they're talking about, if you have O positive, A positive, B positive, or A B positive, right? If you have a blood sub a subtype for your blood. And I thought, yep, I don't have it. Because my blood type is what? B negative. So I get calls all the time. Hey, you want to give blood? Hey, you want to give blood? We need your blood. We need I said, do y'all harass other people like this? And they were like, no. I was like, huh? He said, no. I said, because O positive is like a universal, isn't it? Like it's universal. You can, like anybody can take O. He was like, yeah. I said, well, why do you keep calling me? He said, because you're B negative. And I'm like, what does that mean? He said, you have a rare blood type that is needed. I was like, what's rare about it? He said, you're B negative. Only 2% of people in America have that blood type. I was like, hmm. So, so, so I should be selling it, right? He was like, no. Nah. <laughs> I said, but that's what you're going to do, right? They sell it to blood banks. They sell it to hospitals. But we don't think about the fact that, one, somebody has to pay for the transportation. Somebody there standing there taking your blood, pay for all the organizations and the nonprofits that do it. So you got to pay for it somehow. So I, I think I think it's important that in the black community this year in 2024, we figure out a way to give blood. And I know some people don't believe in it. I know some people think whatever, whatever, but we need to figure out a way. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to work on it. We're going to figure out a way to give blood as a community. And I think how many, I want to look and see how many pints I've given or do I want to? I don't really want to look. <laughs> do, do I really want to look? So, yep, I'll look. Let me see. Boom, 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 boom. How many pints? I've okay. Hang on, because I got I got to chase. Does anybody know what a unit of blood is? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. What is a unit of blood when? Donating. Gotta ask Google how much his blood is taken when you donate. Um, See, this ain't telling me. Five liters of blood is in your body, but how much do you take? A minimum of 600, 460 milliliters. It is, okay, I'm, this isn't telling me anything. Anybody know? 833-212-1017. When you go to Versity or Red Cross or whoever taking blood, like when they say we're going to take blood, how much do they take? Because I've, I've given platelets before. I do that a lot. Um, but I don't, I, don't really, I don't really know. Like when they say, hey, we took. Because I'm looking at my app and it says I gave which I didn't know I gave. I thought it was like five. I gave 11 units. And I'm like, huh? Is that a lot, though? What's what's a unit of blood? Hmm. If anybody knows, give me a call. 833-212-1017 is the number. What, where, where, them, where them medical types at? 
Where are those medical folks at? That's what I'm looking for. So before the break, I was I was talking about some of the things that, you know, conspiracies and the black community and how slavery has impacted us. And recently, Harvard University, I'm sorry, oops, wrong school, Yale University formally apologized for their ties to slavery and pledges to address racial disparities. So what they did. They've got Connecticut Hall that was built between 1750 and 1752. It's the oldest building on Yale University's campus. The last remaining building from the original brick row situated between Old Campus Quad. Its address is 1017 Chapel Street, New Haven. Well, last Friday, they formally apologized for the institution's connections to slavery. And then they announced some initiatives and all the, you know, the feel good um, virtue signaling stuff that everybody does. And and the apology came alongside the release of a scholarly book that details the findings of nearly four years of research into the university's ties to the slave trade. Weren't most Eastern United States schools tied to slavery? Harvard, Yale, Princeton? Okay. The Yale and Slavery Research Project launched in 2020 in the wake of the murder of George Floyd and calls for a nationwide reckoning around social uh, racial justice. Well, I know you're not going to give us racial justice. We'll never get racial justice because you look at us as being less. Some do. And if you do, that means that because this school has identified more than 200 enslaved people tied to school officials, they worked in cotton fields, rum refineries, and other places across Connecticut to help enrich people who contributed funds to Yale. And then their kids went to school there. Scholars have also found that prominent Yale community members worked with New Haven residents in 1831 to block a proposal to build what would have been the first black college for black youth. So, so let's, let's not be so great on because I even talked about it at a, at a time before that there's no such thing as a good college. All colleges are colleges that you go to the one that you choose to go because what, what you feel about the school, what you think about the school, how you look at the school permeates with you. You know, it, it, it resonates with you. It permeates your soul. I love this school. But all I'm going to say yeah, people, they stand in front, they teach, they use PowerPoint or this. And that. They're going to start a new residency fellowship program that would allow aspiring teachers to obtain a master's degree. Watch this. Who cares? Who cares? We should be filling that gap that got lost. And so the other night I was talking about math, technology, engineering. You realize the things that black people have created since the 19th turn of the century. Black people went to school to be teachers, engineers, mathematicians, technologists for back in the day, and lawyers. Some went to medical school. Some went to dental school. That was it. Like they they wasn't chasing communications and history and you know in a in a rare instance sociology. With W.E.B. Du Bois being the first black to graduate with a Ph.D. from Harvard. But still. 
That was it. So one of the reasons why during Black History Month, we don't have a lot of contemporary great black people to talk about is because we got steered away from engineering, math, science, technology, computers. Oh, well, there's a disparity. There's a disparity because your teachers didn't think we were smart enough to do it. If I could tell you the fights I had with faculty at schools so that my daughters could get advanced placement, AP, the discussions I had to get them to get in programs outside of school. It doesn't make any sense, but you have to fight constantly. Meanwhile, her peers, who she did better than, who were white, got in the programs, no problem, no question, no nothing. Now, I know that's anecdotal, but at least I recognize What's what's the old saying your parents tell you? You gotta you gotta you gotta be twice as good in order to be considered equal. The problem with that is you gotta be three times as good just to win. More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. You are listening to Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. In the afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833-212-1017 is the number. So, I was just fiddling around with the directconnectmke.com. I just started a uh, account. I'm looking for a job, (laughs) but I want to see how it works. It would be ridiculous for me to talk about. Um, how things work, but then not like, you know, oh, I don't know. I've never been in it and I don't have anything to do with it and I don't know how it works, but, but yeah, makes no sense. None whatsoever. Um, I saw on CBS 58 today that the woman who had 11 charges for the deadly car crash Got sentenced today. 21-year-old Antiana Sandifer will spend 25 years in prison for causing a crash that killed five of her passengers, four of which were children. She said, I take full responsibility, she said through tears in the courtroom today, apologizing to her family and the victim's families. The crash happened late last Mother's Day 2023 on May 14th near 60th and Fond du Lac. Ran a red light at a high speed, hit another car and a pole. Crash killed two 15-year-olds, identified as Sandifer's sister and cousin. A 17-year-old boy, a, 30, a 32-year-old man, 
and a one-year-old baby who was her goddaughter. Even though I understand you didn't go out intending to hurt anyone that day, viewing the videotape and regarding the complaint here, this was an extraordinarily reckless action, said Milwaukee County Judge David Swanson. Law enforcement reported Sandiford did not have a license, had a blood alcohol content more than twice the legal limit, and she pled guilty in January to five counts of reckless homicide. Ms. Sandiford said, um, well, let me see. The prosecuting attorney, Sarah Sandowski, Sadowski, said this is not a mistake. This is not an accident. There's a series of bad decisions that were made by Ms. Sandiford. Does that even make any sense? Like if it's a bad decision, then it's called a mistake or an accident. But I understand what she's saying. She didn't have a license. She had previous driving citations. She was intoxicated. The grandmother of the youngest victim, one-year-old Anaya Robinson, said her family is still in pain. So she's going to jail for 25 years. And um, the judge said he hopes Sandifer's sentencing sends a message to the community that reckless driving and driving under the influence have serious, serious consequences. And I hope you hear it. I hope you hear what I just said. So when you cry and you complain and you get upset about about how tough the justice system is, what I want you to do is take that extra step and think about the victims. Think about the victims. Think about a one-year-old who never came to know who they were because now they're dead. Think of the grown man, the grown women, the 17-year-old boy who would have graduated from high school or college, the, the cousin, the 17-year-old, the sister. Think, think about that. So the next time you talk about how bad the system is and how bad it, remember that, hey, if that's the case, when one of your relatives get hurt or killed, we'll just let the person go. And then we'll say, hey, it's the, it's the system. We'll just blame the system. The reason why your relative died is because of the system. And you don't get justice because the system is corrupt. Or or do we look at the people that do it? 833-212-1017 is the number. Al, you're on the award-winning 1017 The Truth. Uh, thank you for taking my call. I know prior you're around 410. You said, I guess, uh, media or people are upset on how we look in media. Um, my one question is, is um, what are we doing to change that? Nothing. And then, on the other, and then on the other hand, I feel like the way some of our people act, unfortunately, they didn't help us gain that title. Not saying all of us are like that, but the way some of our people act, mm-hmm. they have helped us gain that. And there's even worse when we have people in their 50s and 60s making right. excuses right. for their actions, but not holding them, but not having no expectations and holding them to a standard. And we have this thing where we're so fragile and delicate when it comes to us hearing things from our own people. But when other people say stuff to us that's very mean and hateful, they don't got nothing to say. Right. But it seems like. We're delicate flowers and and dandelions when it comes to hearing things 
from our own people. So when I see some of this stuff and I hear some of this stuff and I know we good, we are good people, unfortunately, some of our people have helped us get, earn that title, but there's nobody speaking out against their actions, but they would rather put sugar on sugar, honey, I see, and make excuses as if it's okay. And well, I'm going to hang out. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Huh? I said thank you. Okay. All right. All right. Have a good day. You too. So, so part of, part of what he's, basically what he said, I, I completely agree with what, one of the things that we tend to do is we, we, we tend to want to soften the blow because the person's black. Oh, you got to put black people out there. They committed a crime, right? But here's the flip side. When, where did you hear in the news about, what was it, Elkhorn? Where the, where the, the, the married couple got shot and killed? Where the white guy robbed the place? What about people up in, well, what, what happened up in Cleveland and all that? And then today, in Middleton, there's like a home invasion or a robbery found two people shot and killed, right? Where is that all over the news? Where is it splashed all over? You know where I found it? There was a story there about the Middleton shooting, right? People in Middleton. Upscale, Wisconsin, Madison suburb, right? Madison, Wisconsin suburb. And yet, right up under that story was what? the Milwaukee homicide database. Why? Because you can't just put when white people kill each other in by itself and let it stand on its own and let people question it. It be, It's crickets. Nobody says anything. But I don't see people complaining about how bad white people are, how fentanyl is killing them, how they're killing each other, shooting each other. Right? Yeah. Okay. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Eastside Corey, you're on the award winning one oh one seven the truth. Oh my. Oh, I didn't think you were gonna take my call. I know you're up against the break. Um, Doctor Ken, I I love having access to the internet because I continue to be a lifelong learner and educate myself um to what my gut feelings have always been. Um I saw a, a, an Egyptian exhibit years ago. And um, it really hit me that the artwork and the and the sculptures and the the uh, recreations was all brown and black people. And why nobody was making a bigger deal about it was beyond me. Why Hollywood continues to continue to have Elizabeth Taylor portray Cleopatra and and Moses was you know Charlton Heston right. instead of. <laughs> what they really look like. So the biggest conspiracy theory I've come to find out is, well, twofold. Okay. That, that's back up in all of technology and everything that was invented and why the movie Black Panther resonated in my bones was because it's based on a little bit of truth that Caucasian society and Europeans don't want us to know that we were the original civilization before all civilizations. We traveled the world and built pyramids everywhere they're discovering now. Mm-hmm. Underneath the earth, and black, brown, and black, brown, and, and African melanated people traveled the world to educate the world on how to build societies. That's us. That's my people. Yep. That's the biggest secret that they want to keep under wraps, that they'd rather have us think that we were always slaves. We were always, uh, you know, uh, a Tarzan and, and mumbo jumbo and, and natives and, 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 beyond, and below, below. But we are the highest high. 
And that is the biggest secret. Because all I know is that when we focus in on anything, say a sport or a, or an idea, uh, the, 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 you got about twenty seconds. The moon without the, okay, they couldn't get to the moon without the black ladies that were the mathematicians. We Correct. couldn't uh, master basketball, football, and any sport. All right, uh, why, why uh, with our brown people, um, etc. I God appreciate you. you. Take care. Couldn't have said it any better, though. And in the five o'clock hour, I'm I'm gonna go through some of those engineers and technology folks and who invented things that we know nothing about, but I think we'll know about it today. We need to reinvent that in our children tomorrow.